Welcome to the Monday, January 28th edition of Between the Horns. Miles Simmons coming at you from Atlanta, Georgia, the site of Super Bowl 53 between the AFC champion New England Patriots and your NFC champion Los Angeles Rams. And the real media frenzy will begin on Monday with Super Bowl opening night, but the Rams got maybe a bit of a taste of what's to come on Sunday. So before hopping on a big 787 American Airlines jet to Atlanta, the Rams stopped at the site of their future stadium in Inglewood, California, where thousands of fans had gathered for a send-off rally. Yeah, you can hear them right there, all the fans cheering for Greg Zerline. And I wasn't there personally, but just seeing the sights and sounds on social media, it really looked awesome out there at the LASED site. So definitely kudos to you fans. But then once the Rams arrived in Atlanta, they were greeted by some reporters and cameras at the airline hangar where the team deplaned. But maybe the coolest thing was Hall of Fame defensive and former Ram Jack Youngblood. He was standing out there and he was handing out Super Bowl hats for the players and coaches at as they stepped on the ground. So we're going to get to a couple of things to wrap up the Super Bowl bye week. But first, let's kind of give you an idea of what the rest of this week is going to look like. The players will go through opening night tomorrow, which is the event that used to be known as Media Day. So you'll see players on podiums answering questions that will go from football related to pretty wacky. So you can tune into that event starting at 4 Pacific on NFL Network. And the Rams will also then have media availability for more football ball-related questions on Tuesday morning. However, they will not practice that day. So the practices are going to be held at the Falcons facility in Flowery Branch, which is a bit of a ways away from the team hotel. Those will be on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The team will then have a walkthrough at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday before the big game itself on Sunday, just after 6 o'clock local and 3 o'clock Eastern. So if you got all that, or even if you don't, uh, we will definitely have you covered all week at therams.com. So the Rams did have practices on both Friday and Saturday, and on Saturday we heard from kicker Greg Zerline, who apparently battled through an injured plant foot in the second half of that NFC Championship game. Head coach Sean McVay said earlier in the week that Zerline should be fine for Super Bowl 53, and the kicker reiterated that himself on Saturday when explaining what happened to him last Sunday. Warm out at halftime, landed on something that didn't give as much as turf, and uh, then that's when it started hurting, but hopefully a few more days of treatment and be good to go. I'm sure you guys are all still talking about that 57-yard game-winning field goal from the NFC title game, but you know, Zerline has really been instrumental in the Rams' success over the past couple years as a whole. Sean McVay detailed that in a response to the question about the kicker on Saturday. Well, I mean, what he brings to the team is, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, but as soon as you cross the 50, I mean, you legitimately feel like you're in a position to, to come away with points. So uh, what he did his first year that we were here as a staff, I mean, special teams player of the year, um, and even though he ended up missing a couple games at the end, he still ended up leading the league in scoring, um, and he, he was outstanding. But I just think his resolve, his mental toughness, watching the way that he handled being out earlier in the year and how he was so supportive of the guys that were in his role, think demonstrated a security that exists on his part uh, but he's a really good productive player and um, you know he, he's been outstanding so I think just his you know how clutch he was last week too I mean in that atmosphere to be able to kick two of those field goals uh, with the you know the distance but then also the crowd noise the different things and he was unfazed by it and you know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him but if you have been reliving that game winning kick that Zerline had just over a week ago well you're not the only one yeah I'd lie to you if I 
said I don't think about it. I do think about it. Uh, it's, it was a cool uh, occurrence, uh, something that you dream about from the time you're little. Uh, to be able to accomplish something like that was very cool, uh, but obviously that's in the past, and so now it's just... Super Bowl week. We got to prepare to play the Patriots and hopefully uh, get a win. Next, let's talk a little bit about Todd Gurley because he's been kind of the subject of some questions as to what happened to his touches in that NFC title game. Obviously, the Rams won it anyway, but I think what's interesting about Gurley is he's such a team oriented guy. And you really, I think, got to hear that from his responses when he was talking on Friday. I don't I don't ask no questions, bro. I just do my job. We got the win. That's all that matters. Um, I cannot play one snap. I don't care if Jake McQuaid, the Super Bowl MVP. I got one more game left. I don't care what nobody talking about. Y'all can call me hurt. Y'all can call me whatever. But we're going to the Super Bowl. What do y'all not understand? Like, it's not about me. This sport never been about me. It's never been about one player. I only gonna be with the Rams so so much longer. It's gonna be another dude that come in just like me. So this whole game bigger than me. It's not just about me. Why is Todd not getting the ball? Why is that? Because it's only one football and it's eleven guys. You can only only one guy can catch the ball each time. So. You know, it's, it's way bigger than me. Gurley also talked about just what it means to him to be in the Super Bowl, especially given the context of what the rest of not only his career, but honestly his life has been like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it goes back to what we were just asking, like, you saying about a game or something. It's like, that's why I'm so happy. I've been 4-12, and 12, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been broke. I got money. Like, I've been had, I've done had terrible seasons. I'm in a Super Bowl, so it's like, it's a blessing. It's a blessing from God, and it's like no better feeling to be able to be at the bottom and you at the top, you know? So, because you always wanted to be in that position, and to be in that position is a great feeling. So, you don't, it's a motivator. You don't want to go back, and it's just, it's just a, a stepping stone in, uh, where, we're, where, we're, where we're heading to. Also, because I so enjoyed it, here's Todd Gurley referencing Allen Iverson. I'm talking about practice, man. <laughs> like, Finally, let's also talk about Wade Phillips, the Rams' 71-year-old defensive coordinator. There were a couple of interesting nuggets from Friday and Saturday about him. First, from Sean McVay. So, we know that the head coach has often leaned on his defensive coordinator because of the decades and decades of NFL experience, and that's something that Sean McVay just doesn't have. So, but that's coming even more handy now as McVay prepares for his first Super Bowl. So, Sean McVay had this to say about what he's learned from Phillips on Friday. You know, I think just to be consistent and and then he was able to draw on some of the experiences that he had whether it be in Denver with how they handled kind of having that two-week build-up where in a lot of times you know especially for somebody like me you can have a little bit too much time where you overthink things so I think being able to kind of give that perspective of how do we want to set up the first week of preparation what are some of the things that we can expect in that second week with regards to the distractions but also making sure you keep the main thing the main thing with with getting ready for the football game so there's so many different things and then just the way that he goes about you know his daily business uh, how much he enjoys this and um, you know sometimes I can have a tendency to forget how much fun and what a blessing it is to be doing this seeing the way that Wade handles himself is is a great representation of what it looks like to to enjoy what a blessing it is to be coaching in this league and to make sure you maximize every day 
I found this pretty interesting from Phillips too about you know preparing versus over preparing and what that can look like and how he has tried to help Sean McVay in general. Well, he he knows I don't think a whole lot, so that's why. <laughs> uh, I, I think anytime you have two weeks off, you sometimes want to do so many things that, that the players it's whatever the players can do and whatever you can teach them to do in a certain amount of time now what what we've done is and he's done offensively he's taught these things all the way through the season and so forth and he's able to just dial up plays and the same thing defensively we taught these things throughout the season we repeat things that we we played during the season now um, now which things we play this this game will be a lot of some of the things we did but we've done a whole lot of things throughout the year so uh, it's up up to us to hone in on what we need done and uh, and how we want the players to do it also, if you've ever noticed anything about Wade Phillips and Aqib Tlaib, it's pretty clear that those two guys have a special relationship. Phillips and McVeigh both addressed that on Friday. You know, you're close to a lot of your players, but I'm really close to Aqib. I mean, you know, he, he certainly helped me <laughs> get a ring, which was which is important. But uh, but the friendship part. Uh, uh, it has been really special to me and that he, uh, you know, I, I, I think maybe, and that's not all money, but I think he came partly because I was here. And, that, you know, that, that really means a lot to you as a coach that uh, somebody li- liked to play for you. So uh, or at least does to me. I, I just think there's a mutual respect that exists. I mean, those are two guys where Akeem's been playing at a high level for a long time. Wade has been coaching at a high level for a long time. And I think there's a mutual respect and an appreciation for one another other skill set that enables them to be really good at their job um, and they're also pretty easy to get along with so I think it starts with the mutual respect you know Wade's got such a good way about being able to connect with players uh, give them some ownership you know I think about a situation before Keeb was even here with us where Wade told you know Wade told me about a situation where it was a two-minute end-of-the-half type deal Kansas City had the ball Akib suggested a certain play call because of some of the things that he had anticipated situationally and he was able to jump it and end up getting getting an interception so I think when you've got that rapport with your players and coaches uh, it's pretty special and those two have that if Tlaib can have a big impact against one of his former teams in the New England Patriots and that could go a real long way to putting the Rams in position for a victory in Super Bowl 53 so that will do it for this Monday January 28th edition of Between the Horns Miles Simmons saying thanks so much for listening we will have a special Wednesday edition of the podcast for you before a Friday edition with DeMarco Farr to break down all the matches matchups in Sunday's game with the Patriots. Have a great one, everybody.